Welcome to the I Have ADHD podcast, where it's all about education, encouragement, and coaching for adults with ADHD. I'm your host, Kristen Carter, and I have ADHD. Let's chat about the frustrations, humor, and challenges of adulting, relationships, working, and achieving with this neurodevelopmental disorder. I'll help you understand your unique brain, unlock your potential, and move from point A to point B. Hey, what's up? This is Kristen Carter, and you are listening to the I Have ADHD podcast, episode number 195. I am medicated. I am caffeinated. I am in a new office, and it's so quiet and lovely, and I'm ready to roll. I am so excited. I am moved offices, and I don't have to worry about recording in a noisy space anymore. I'm so excited. So here for it. How are you? How are you? Welcome to the podcast. I'm glad you pressed play today. I have such an amazing episode for you. Daniel Jones from the Aspie World is here with us to talk about all things autism and ADHD. And let me tell you, we're going to get spicy. So if you don't love curse words, you may want to skip this episode (laughs) or at least make sure you're not listening around your kiddos. I mean, you do you, but I just wanted to let you know. But before we get started, I wanted to make sure to tell you that if you suck with money, if you suck with money, you need to join Focused immediately because in the month of February, we're going to be doing a total money makeover. Focused is my coaching program for adults with ADHD, where ADHDers from around the world gather for coaching and support. And we don't always do a monthly topic, but I know that money is a huge issue within the ADHD community. I support people in that capacity every single day, and I really wanted to spend an entire month focusing on this topic. So in February, I'm going to teach you how to forgive yourself for your past money mistakes, and then I'll give you practical tools to manage your money moving forward. And not only that, but I'm going to take you by the hand and I'm going to lead you step by step. So I want to let you know exactly what you get when you join Focus in February. First, you're going to get four live classes on ADHD-friendly ways to manage your money taught by me, Kristen Carter. You're going to get four coaching calls specific to managing your money as an ADHDer. And these coaching calls will be about like the practicality of it, but also there's so much shame that we carry around. There's so much forgiveness that we need to offer ourselves for our stupid money mistakes or the quote unquote holes that we've dug ourselves into regarding our money. So we first need to get to a place of acceptance and forgiveness before we can really move forward. If you're not moving forward with your money, it's likely tied to the shame that you feel around your debt or your spending or your income to debt ratio or whatever the case may be. In addition, you're going to get four budgeting calls where I will teach you how to budget and hold space for you literally while you do it in real time. So it will sound like this. Okay, now everyone open up your bank account. Let's take a look what it's like. Obviously, you'll be doing this in the privacy of your own home. You will not be on camera. Everything will be very, very private, but I will lead you through step by step so that you have someone like taking you by the hand and helping you. And in addition to all of this, which is going to be happening live, You'll obviously have access to the replays and the private podcast and the recordings, etc. But you'll also get early access to the money course that I taught in 2020. So I'll be teaching everything live in February, but also if you want kind of like a binge worthy course, you'll get that as well. And of course, we have our very supportive and engaging community on Slack where you'll bring all your money drama and get coaching from me and support from your peers in the program. So if money is a big issue for you and you want to make a huge change, if you want to pivot in 2023, join Focused. I'm going to help you take the first steps. So go to IHaveADHD.com slash Focused to sign up. I can't wait to welcome you in and to support you. Okay. Like I said, today's episode is a real treat. Daniel Jones is an international best-selling author and video influencer with an award-winning YouTube channel called The Aspie World, and he is here with us today. Y'all, it's going to be so 
awesome. Now, his channel, The Aspie World, is the biggest YouTube channel dedicated to autism from an autistic person in the whole world. The channel is dedicated to autism awareness and understanding from an autistic person's point of view, creating engagement with real people to create real change in a positive and uplifting way. And also, the channel helps raise money for charities like the National Autistic Society. Daniel has diagnoses of autism, OCD, ADHD, and dyslexia, and he uses his influence to help educate people about autism using his skills of video and social media influence, and I cannot wait for you to hear from him. Please join me in welcoming Daniel Jones. So Daniel, thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad to be chatting with you today. My pleasure. It's actually, uh, yeah, it's really nice to, to be invited on, so thank you so much for inviting me. That's great. I've been um, kind of stalking you for the last couple of years. I love your YouTube channel. You put out so much good content on social media. I just appreciate the contribution that you make to the neurodivergent world. It's just amazing. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, like I, I try. You know, I try my best, uh, and I try and be as fair as possible, uh, mm. and cut through a lot of the what I like to call the crap cake because there's a lot of crap cake out there. I cut yeah. straight through the middle and just say it as it is, man. You know what I mean? And yeah. I support everybody. Every single person deserves support. And, uh, and that's what I do. Yeah, that's great. So tell me a little bit about your diagnoses. You have more than one. So just give us a brief intro about who you are. Okay, so I was diagnosed with, um, I was diagnosed originally with Asperger's syndrome um, and ADHD when I was 26, right? So it was in 2013, I was diagnosed with Asperger's and ADHD, which um, was kind of shocking because I didn't know anything about autism or Asperger's or anything when I was diagnosed, which is quite funny, because like, you know, that's my entire brand now. Um, but at the time I was like, holy smokes. Um, and then, um, and that's kind of what led me on the path. Cause then I kind of like, mm. I went to YouTube and was like, you know, what, what is Asperger's syndrome? And I couldn't find anything. So I was like, okay, well maybe I can put some videos out, you know, talking about my experiences since I have, you know, this diagnosis. That's kind of fun. And then I recently had an update, um, cause I actually, sorry, before the diagnosis of Asperger's and, and ADHD, I actually had a diagnosis of dyslexia. Mm. Um, and I was, you know, and gosh, you going back to like the nineties when I was in high school and it was all a bunch of rubbish. Like nobody could really diagnose you, especially where I was living, you know, it was quite, um, suburban and, and kind of like in the middle of nowhere really. Um, so yeah, so I had the ADHD and the, and the, and the Asperger's and the dyslexia. And then recently I did an updated diagnosis and, uh, it showed me I had all kinds of um, very intricate parts like pathological demand, demand avoidance and alexithymia, um, different things like that, you know, and then it was ASD level two uh, rather than Asperger's syndrome because the nomenclature mm. for the DSM-5 had changed in 2013, uh, almost after, almost immediately after I was diagnosed, which is fun um, because I have this debate with a lot of people, um, uh, you know, oh, it's not a thing. I was like, well, it is a thing. You know, Asperger's still is a thing. You know, people yes. still use the term. You have to appreciate that. So yeah, that, mm. that, that's what that was. So yeah, that, that's my diagnoses in a nutshell. I'm curious what led you to get reevaluated recently. Um, really simply, um, a friend of mine runs a neurodivergent, uh, clinic, um, in South Africa. Well, actually, yeah, it's South African, but it's like worldwide because it's online and stuff and they do all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. And he's a great clinician and, um, I want to partner with him to make autism and ADHD diagnosis accessible for everybody. So, uh, we are opening an online uh, you know, specific clinic, um, soon. And so I said, Hey, let's go through the process. I'll be a customer, you know, how, how's it going to work? And, and the reason I did this because, you know, if you want to get a diagnosis in the UK privately, it's going to cost you like, I don't know, four, four thousand pounds really roughly in the U S it's like five grand plus. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this needs to be way more accessible for people. Right. So mm-hmm. we're currently looking at getting it under a thousand dollars. So, you know, like that's, that's cool. Right. You know, people that's achievable right for people so this is this is my aim and for kids even less it's like four or five hundred bucks for kids right so um yeah we're we're, we're really gonna we're really gonna do that and that's as long it's a long process but it, we're gonna get there and when we open it yeah everyone will know um so yeah so i was like look i'm gonna pretend to be a customer let me go down the line and do the thing so that's why i got reevaluated. i thought well, look i if I'm going to sell a product, if I'm going to be yeah. a part of a service, I want to know exactly what it's like. I want to know the ins and outs. Like, you know, so do me, Ben. So he did. And um, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was good fun. And so it was really interesting because working with somebody who really, really knows a lot about autism and ADHD, which is mm-hmm. like mind blowing because he was like, oh, you know, you do all these things. It's like, whoa. So yeah. Yeah. Good. Like insight into who you are. Yeah. It was 
pretty crazy. And then we had like, and it was cool because we got to sit down with my partner and she was sitting there and like was able to kind of listen in to his feedback, mm. right? And it's funny, I actually, for legal reasons, I can't release it yet, but I videoed my uh, diagnosis feedback with him. And so I'm going to release that whole thing. And so, but I haven't, I, I have to wait, but there's a lot of legal jargon we have to go through before I can do that. But yeah, we, it was cool, we, we, you know, and I, cause I'm, I am completely open and transparent about everything. So yeah, I'm going to, because a lot of people say like, oh, who thinks, you know, People come on my videos and be like, you think you're Asperger's and ADHD. Who, who on earth diagnosed you? I'm like, oh, dude, who are you? You know what I mean? Like, lady man 69, like, get away. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, it's just... Okay. Anyway, so yeah, so I thought the video would be a cool thing. So it can just be a, a form of, a, of, um, of people to find relatability into something that would be kind of mm. uncomfortable for a lot of people, you know? For sure. I cannot wait to see that because I think that that would give kind of like a, a brain a map, so to speak, yeah, for yeah. people who've never been through it, what to expect, what it might be like. Yeah, um, exactly. There's a lot of fear, I think, around like the diagnostic process and the evaluations and what is it going to be like to sit down with the clinician yeah. and my partner and like, what are they going to say about me? Like those kinds exactly. of things. So you're providing a map for that. And I think that's, that's amazing. Thank you so, so much. Can you give us a brief just like a really brief definition or overview of autism spectrum disorder. Like how do you define it? It's really interesting really, because you know, the name really tells you a lot about it. Autism spectrum disorder. Now autism is a spectrum and, you know, initially it was called, um, Kenna infantile autism, right? That was the original name from Leo Kanner. Um, and he was the guy who was doing research simultaneously to Hans Asperger in 1942, roughly around that time. And then mm -hmm. obviously Lorna Wing kind of picked it up in the late eighties and, you know, she did a bunch of stuff and, you know, now we have all these kind of like DSMs and, you know, and so it's kind of like, it's changed its deeper understanding over the years, because obviously more research, you, you get more understanding and the deeper things go and the more complex it becomes. But it, it, in its integrity, it's very simple. You know, autism is a neuro, a neuro uh, type, a, a neurodevelopmental condition that has basically, in, in a, you know, it's kind of like, hey, your brain was growing inside, you know, and you're a tiny baby and a fetus, whatever, and the neurological parts were growing and they kind of just, boop, they burped a little bit and they kind of just slightly rocked out of place and then they kind of fused in a different way not a bad way just a different way and then that different way um you know rewires you to think of things slightly differently you know you're more susceptible to like sensory stimuli or, or smells and all that kind of stuff and then you may not be able to understand social uh, interaction a lot. You know, you may find it difficult to make friends. You may find it difficult to be in the moment. Even holding your body up, you know, proprioception and all that kind of stuff is quite difficult. And uh, lack of eye contact and lack of social interaction is definitely one of the big things with autism. Um, and understanding the current format of dialogue between people is very difficult, right? So when people, you know, you know, I used to be in, I used to work in, a, in an office, like typical kind of office job. Boss would come in and be like, can you do this, 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 and this? And I'm like, I have no idea what you just said to me. So it's like, write it down and pull up points and sell tape it to my head because I'm never going to remember, right? Um, and that's how I do it, you know? And so it's kind of like, it's a different framework for understanding. Now that's one t side of the spectrum, right? And we're talking about spectrum. Now you have autism where people um, are so impaired socially that they are nonverbal and they're all non-speaking, should I say. So they're non-speaking autistic individuals. It doesn't mean they can't communicate. It just means that they have a, an unusual way of, of communicating compared to the, neuro, the neurotypical person. Um, and I think that's super interesting because you have people like myself who are ver verbally able to um, explain themselves, which is why I feel I have a duty in the world to talk about the way I see things versus, you know, my friend, uh, Abby, who's the daughter of Asa, who's another one of my friends from a, a YouTube channel called Fathering Autism, right? So Abby can't, can't, t you know, verbally talk, which is, and you know, she's cute as a button, like, and I get on really well with her, but like, she can't verbally say the things I can say. So it's nice to have uh, people like me being able to do that. But I find it fascinating that, it, that there's a whole spectrum of it, you know, mm -hmm. and then you have things like that, that, that go further up, you know, like, you know, ADHD, which is right at the other end, uh, where it's not as not as intense as autism, uh, it doesn't have as, a lot of the issues that autism has, but it still is neurodivergent. And then you also have then the other side of the spectrum, you have like savant syndrome, you could have like severely savant people who, you know, can't even like get dressed in the morning and things like that, you know, it's su super difficult, challenging lives. So it's, it's a, it's a vast spectrum of different things. And I think that it is very beautiful, because it allows you to see the the evolution of a, of a of a human mind going in different directions constantly because we're all told that like you know 
Everybody's the same. You go to school, you get a job, you do this on the other. But autistic individuals build rockets to go to Mars, right? So like, and that's yeah. the truth, you know, like yeah. or, or build electric systems like Nikola Tesla or, you know, or Bill Gates and build a computer systems that like just change the world. And I flipping love this stuff. Like, so it, it shows you the evolution of the human mind that like, it's not something that is, is cut, copy and paste and everyone's the same. It's very, very like this, like, whoa, you can do kind of amazing things. Um, and so that, that's why I think it's, it's really interesting and beautiful to see. Mm. Love it. Tell me a little bit about the different levels that you were talking about. So you said, did you say level or type? So you said you um, were diagnosed with type two or level two? Uh, level two. So level so, two. So yeah. is that what you're talking about with the spectrum? Like yeah, different places so, on the spectrum are different levels. That's correct. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it's all it's all based on support needs, right? So you may have like high support needs. Like so, I have. Um, I have different needs to, you know, my friends who are autistic uh, and they have different needs to me. And, and it depends where you lie on, on your level of support needs and how, okay. how emotionally deregulated you are, how, how, how badly your executive function is, which labels yeah. you in these kind of tiers, right? And so you can have like autism spectrum disorder uh, with profound learning disability, say, and then you can have autism spectrum level, disorder level two, autism spectrum disorder level one. And it just literally, it, it's just to, to faction out how much support you need or where, mm-hmm. where you are. And mm-hmm. what's really interesting about my um, my autistic uh, diagnosis um, it, or, or my phenotype, which is how they kind of like assess the, like the brain activity, is that mine is more accustomed to females on the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. It's kind of not that common in males, the, t- the type of, um, you know, the, the charting of autism that, they, that I was diagnosed with, which is really interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Because like, you know, I'm not, I'm not a... Uh, uh, you know, a, a trans person or anything like that, you mm-hmm. know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a born male, uh, you know, and, um, but uh, my brain, uh, works in, in that kind of way. And I find that just fascinating. That's like, yeah, wow, you know, that. like it's crazy. It's crazy. Good. I love it. Hmm. How many levels are there? How many like distinguishers? I think you've got like, I think you have the, I think you have the main three. I mean, there may be more factions, okay. but so like three, it's kind of like, unless, unless you're going through that pro and the reason I say this, is because like there's main, th- cause you have, you have like autism, with profound learning difficulty, right? Okay. And that could mean that you're non-verbal. It could mean that you have mm. like, you know, other disabilities that come over within that. I mean, like it could be physical disability. Mm. And then you also have like, um, uh, you know, you could go down and faction that out. You could have autism fashion disorder with profound learning disabilities. You could have global learning disorder, uh, Down syndrome. You could have all kinds of stuff stuck in that, right? So that So it goes as deep as you kind of want to be specific and splinter that off. But I mean, in the top level, then you have like autism, you know, ASD level one, ASD level two. And, and that's kind of it, I think. Okay. But don't judge me. It changes all the time. Like just, you know. It, yeah, that's tough, isn't it? It is. And, you know, it's it's difficult because I just say to people, you know, I'm on the spectrum. It's like, okay. you know, that's it. There you go. I'm on the spectrum. Somewhere right? on that spectrum. Yeah. And it's it's kind of cool. And then so um, uh, it probably will change again. And I think there's a big argument in the in the community between uh, a small minority of individuals are trying to change stuff. And I think mm. it's wrong. Personally, mm. they're trying to change the language and how you use it and who can who can use it and how you do it. And it's not a disability and all this crap. And I think like, you know, uh, honestly, dude, and it's a, it's just a small minority of people, but they have such loud mouths. You're like, do you like what? You know, and I'm out here trying to like help everybody and be like, you're all welcome. And then somebody's like, no, you're not. I'm like, we, who, who are you? Who's like Jack? Somebody over here is like, yeah, I'm on the autism spectrum. It's like, got diagnosis? No, I'm self-diagnosed. I'm like, well, come on, dude. Wow. Like, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, it really, um, yeah, it's really, it's really crazy. Actually, there's a huge tide turning, and you know, and there's people like there's loads of things like i know every charity has shady pasts right and like autism speaks has a has a bit of a shady past i think yeah. or, or or just an, a different past to what we'd like to see now but it was a different era right you know you gotta go you going back to the 80s and 70s it was crazy if you go back to the 50s it was cool for a husband to slap his wife yeah. you know what i mean which is yeah. preposterous now so everything has a shady past because we're learning we're evolving we we're all, species yes. right everything has a shady past it's such so, a good yeah. point and totally. and so like but then but people people are obsessed they're obsessed like, oh, autism speaks you can't use a, you, you can't use a a puzzle piece and use a lighter blue and they, they like freak out i'm like dude wow. it's like you know mrs jones from down the road who's got a non-verbal uh, autistic son who's doing her bit for a local community center by like raising money to buy him ipads so they can speak you know who the hell are you to give her shit you know what i mean like just yes. pipe the f- down and like reel it in you know what i mean like it, it annoys me i'm like dude you are not god you don't get to choose yeah. if this is good or bad you know mm. it's like 
just calm down and do your thing. Like if you don't like it, don't participate, but just don't hurt Mrs. Jones because she's doing the best right. she can. You know what I mean? And it annoys me. And you know, it yeah. really does annoy me. And like, and people are like, you can't use the term Asperger's syndrome. I was like, why? Who are you? You know what I mean? Like, you know, the word police, like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. do you know the, you know, the best one, uh, Kristen, this is Tell the best me. one, right? Tell people me. like, Oh, Hans Asperger was, was a Nazi. I'm like, okay, look, we don't know the exact ins and outs. Yes. He was captured by the Nazis because he's Austrian. And yes, he was forced to work with the Nazis. And maybe he did do some eugenic stuff. And it was pretty creepy and gross. But it was, you know, 1940s. It was World War II, for Christ's sake. And he was probably fighting for his life. I'm not going to justify his actions. And I don't think Nazis are cool. Nazis are like the worst things ever, the scum, right? But let's put this in perspective. If you are going to disassociate with the term Asperger's syndrome and then put, like, damn on everybody for using it, then you should mm. relinquish the use of Siemens product and Hugo Boss because these were these made the Nazi uniforms. You know, Siemens made yep. the gas chambers for Christ's sake. You know, did you know that Fanta, the orange drink, was actually the Nazi party's official drink because they couldn't get the, the ingredients into Germany because of the sanctions that the rest of the world put on Germany? So they had to make it out of oranges. And it was the and Coca-Cola sponsored the Nazi party. People still drink Fanta. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, you're not going to drive a Volkswagen car because Hitler created the people's car, you right, know, the Volkswagen. Right, it's right, like, right. dude, Get your head out of your ass. Realize that we are now in a progressive society that we judge people on the actions we take now, not the history and where it came from. It's what we do with it now that defines how we move forward, right? And that's it. That's all I'll say. And it really bugs me. I am so here for this level of spiciness. (laughs) I'm here (laughs) for it. Like we are all cheering. I am so here for it. Here's where I want to go next because you're already fired up. So I want to know (laughs) how you feel about the word disorder, what your thoughts are when people say it's not a disorder, disorder is a harmful word. I get that a lot. I call ADHD a disorder. I think it is the most scientifically accurate word, the most medically accurate word. And also it is... Uh, really an important word in my opinion. So I'm I'm in, interested to hear what you think regarding autism spectrum disorder. Uh, yeah, okay. So let me just talk about the word disorder. Disorder. Order is a linear format of increments in a in a in a consecutive line, a progressive line. Okay. A disorder would be a disassociation between A and B in those points. A non-linear association with a line. When you when you have a condition that uh, that doesn't align your neurological path to go from A to B, like autism, like ADHD, you mm-hmm. have disorderly linear uh, movement or, or or pushing of uh, synapses from your myelin sheath or whatever they call it, and that is exactly what a disorder is. So if one said, oh, it's harmful, it's only harmful because you're a fucking snowflake or whatever, or whatever people call each other. And that's it. You know I mean, like I'm, look, dude, don't get me wrong. I'm super left wing, right? Like, you know, I'm, I'm really like, you know, I'm into socialism. I love it. Bernie Sanders is great. I love Jeremy Corbyn. Everything's great, right? And I want everybody to have everything that I have. I love it. But at the end of the day, don't be a fucking idiot. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it is disorderly. It's just, disor- you know, like, I, you know, get, okay, let me put this in perspective, okay? This is not a linear uh, progression. If if I get angry with myself, I can't control my emotions and I hit myself on the head. I hit yeah. my head. This yes. is self-harm that I do not want to happen, right? Yes. That is not orderly. That is disorderly, mm-hmm. okay? So when you say uh, it's not a disorder, well, it is a disorder because it's not in an orderly fashion to hit yourself on the head, is it? Let's not yeah. be around the bush here, yeah. okay? And just yeah. because you don't like a word, it doesn't mean that somebody else isn't going to use it. And I, I got an yeah. idea. How about you use the word in Chinese? Would it still be the same? Don't be so right. stupid. Like, right. it annoys the shit out of me. It's just mm-hmm. English. Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? We have a generation of people who are... Uh, uh, who have no great war, no great depression, no great spiritual aspirations. They're bored as f- hell and they're looking for something to do, right? They're sitting at home, probably like, you know, I don't know, on, on like job seekers allowance or whatever it is you have in America, like, you know, like, oh, I'm between jobs because uh, I don't know what I'm going to do in my life yet or they're in, in university. And do you know what? They feel like they need to be part of something. So by jumping on a bandwagon and causing shit yeah. all the time makes them feel yeah. really wanted. And I'm and I'm really sad because I'm thinking, geez, these people really need some love in their life, right? Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, they're picking on Mrs. Jones because she said her son has a disorder, a disability, and she yeah. supports Autism Speaks because she's able to raise money for the local, um, you know, the local kind of sect of Autism Speaks to help all the kids there who can't, you know, can't verbally speak. It's like, come on, guys. Like, what are you yeah. doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, it's I totally agree that um, we have so much time on our hands. And and for the most part, 
as a society, we have a lot of money. And so it's just like there needs to be a cause to get behind. And sometimes this is the cause that people choose, right? Yeah, of course. And they get so wrapped up in it. They become like, um, what's the term? Or hyper-normalized to the situation. And they Mm. they, and like, and you don't realize it. Like a friend of mine, right? A friend of mine um, is a is an influencer, an autistic influencer. Her name is Agony Orty, right? So mm-hmm. her, actually, her name is Sarah Harvey, but her her online pseudonym is is Agony Orty. And she went through this stage when she was like, "You you can't use Asperger's syndrome, man. It's so dangerous." And I used to get like text messages off her and stuff, and like, "Dude, you're dangerous." I'm like, "What the f-? like? Who is this?" I'm, and she's like, "Change your name." And I I wrote back like, "No, yeah, I don't owe you shit. I'm not doing yeah. anything. You know what I mean? Do mm-hmm. I help?" thousands of people yeah. daily my every yeah. day i refresh my inbox and somebody's saying to me thank you so much you helped me and my son i'm like i write back some with love hearts saying like thank you so much you know how heartwarming it is to know that i've helped a parent when they're struggling when they have mm. no shoulder to cry on because you got people like you know fucking bob jones over here saying like you can't use the term blah, blah, blah. i'm like dude just like chill out you know what I mean? and it's true like people get so triggered by it and i'm like dude why don't you wind your neck in and help people rather than blame yes, people right what's that, that about I love and that. so yeah, and so it's funny. And so anyway, Sarah, and the funny turn no, of events. I love it. It's great. <laughs> love Sarah, it. Sarah turned around and she was like, dude, I was completely brainwashed by that part of the community. Very, very mm. tiny. Part. And she's like, who am I to impose sanctions on what you want to use as a term to describe your yeah. condition? And then me and Sarah are good friends again now. We did a talk. We did a oh, we did a great. podcast on my channel the other day uh, on my Instagram, right? So oh, and it was great. and we discussed this exact thing. I love it. This exact thing, dude. That's so to, good. Yeah, if you haven't checked it out, definitely watch it. I do a weekly show on on Mondays called Mask Off Monday, uh, where I interview people. And this is uh, and she was one of my guests who not like not last night the the fr- the Monday before, mm-hmm. and it's it's perfect. It's, it's a perfect example of everything. Um, yeah. I love I, it. Oh, so I get so triggered by it, but I love everybody. <laughs> um, like I said, I'm here for the spiciness and so are my listeners. So we're good. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor. Hey, Kristen here. I'm the host of this podcast, an ADHD expert and a certified life coach who's helped hundreds of adults with ADHD understand their unique brains and make real changes in their lives. If you're not sure what a life coach is, let me tell you. A life coach is someone who helps you achieve your goals like a personal trainer for your life. A life coach is a guide who holds your hand along the way as you take baby step after baby step to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. A good life coach is a trained expert who knows how to look at situations, all situations, with non-judgmental neutrality and offer you solutions that you've probably never even considered before. If you're being treated for your ADHD, and maybe even you've done some work in therapy, and you want to add to your scaffolding of support, you've got to join my group coaching program, Focused. Focused is where functional adults with ADHD surround each other with encouragement and support. And I lead the way with innovative and creative solutions to help you fully accept yourself, understand your ADHD, and create the life that you've always wanted to create, even with ADHD. Go to IHaveADHD.com slash focused to join. And I hope to see you in our community today. I would love for you to um, help us understand the difference between ADHD and autism. Sure. What are the differences? What are the similarities? What are your thoughts? Okay, I'll give you like some some really simple examples. So autism is a neurodevelopmental condition, whereas ADHD is a neurological condition, right? So and what I mean by that is ADHD is behavior-based and your re- like reaction behavior-based, right? So if I want to sit down and, and write a piece, like I, I just finished writing my second book, right? So, and and I was like sitting down, right? Like, you know, trying to edit this stuff. And I'm like, hey, hey. I think I hear something outside and I'll go outside and crawl on my hands and knees, like, you know, in the kitchen. And my girlfriend's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, get on the floor. What are you doing? I'm like, you supposed to be writing a book, dude. I'm like, yeah, but I can hear like, <gasps> there's a draft coming through that. You know, and it's like you, you get completely distracted by the craziest stuff because your brain is thirsty. When when you're when you just have ADHD, your brain is thirsty to be occupied constantly by many different things. So you can't just do one thing. It wants to do like 10,000 things at once. Yep. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Whereas also on the other side is you want to be you want to be entertained by something, but you want to really focus and narrow that focus on something. So that's like a really good example. And so 
you know, and this is how, and I'm going to give you guys a, a hack right now. So I was, so specifically, I needed to sit down and write my book. And FYI, guys, you're probably thinking, okay, this guy's dyslexic, right? Like super dyslexic. How the fuck does he write two books? And this is very simple, very simple. I use uh, voice dictation software. So I dictate to my phone and it like puts it out into text. Excuse right. me. Then I go in and I use a, an app called Grammarly to tell me where I completely messed up talking. And then I send it to my editors and it's, it's done. So, right. um, so yeah, thank you. And so I'm sitting here and I'm like, dude, my brain is like thirsty. Cause I, cause having autism and ADHD, you have this, I want to hyper-focus on something really like just sit down and do it for hours. Then you also have ADHD saying, Hey, want to make a cheeseburger like you know it want, <laughs> wants to do something right so i'm like conflicted constantly this is why the frustration a lot of the time happens you, you'll notice that people who have autism and adhd are very very um like up and down up and down up and down right because they have this pulling each side of their brain just like so we have brains constantly raging so i was like how do i do this i got and then i remember i read the or i say read i listened to an audiobook by a buddhist and he was saying look your mind is like this child and you need to settle the mind. And if it runs away, you pull it back and sit it down and pull it back and sit down. I was like, okay, well, that only works if you're meditating, but I'm trying to write a book here, bro. Like, how can I apply this? And I was like, holy shoot, I need to trick my ADHD brain into being satisfied with something whilst also focusing on my, my work. So this is exactly what I did. I was like, I, I love Fight Club, the movie Fight Club. I even made this Fight Club hat. Um, and um, I I love it. So uh, my entire office is Fight Club memorabilia all over it. I have action figures and all kinds. Of, I even got a piece of the film here. Um, I love it. Um, and uh, so I was like, okay, I know Fight Club, so I don't need to concentrate on watching the movie because I already know every single line in the movie. So I put it on hmm. on my iPad here, and then I got to work. Right, so I'm working here, going through my book, and my ADHD brain's like, hey. I want to go do some stuff. Let's cause some havoc. And then like, I look around and then my brain catches the iPad because it wants to be fulfilled with something that's not the thing I'm focusing on. It notices that it's Fight Club. It knows that I've already seen it. So it goes, oh, okay, I'm satisfied. And then I go back to focusing my work. That was like, holy shit. Like that blew my wow. mind. And it worked every single time it works. I cannot wait to implement that. Dude, like tr seriously, like, and I did it, I do it as well. So I, I, we were talking earlier before we started, like I, so I do, I run every day or I try to run every day. So I run at least four times a day, uh, four times a week. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, four times a day, I used to run two times a day. Um, and I would, I, I would, I would literally run four times a day if I could, but we have work to do, so <laughs> you yeah. can't do it. Running is so, running is amazing. I, I always say the expression of after you pass a mile, it's like you touch the hand of God and then you're just mm. going. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. So um, running is cool. But the only thing about running is that when I'm running and I'm listening to music, I'm like, I'm trying to skip music constantly, right? Because like I've ADHD, man. I'm like, just like, it would be, I can never listen to a whole song. I can listen to that one part. Or you can't do that. You're running. You're like, oh, I need to drop my iPhone away. Yes. So I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm running. I'm thinking, okay, I want to do something. But I also have this excessive thirst for knowledge. So I fused audiobooks with running. So now when I'm running, I'm listening to audiobooks. So I'm learning. And so my ADHD brain is like, yeah, we're learning new stuff because the book is constantly changing because somebody's talking to you. It's amazing. And like, I could literally run for, for I, I think I run like seven or eight miles and listen to a whole book. It was amazing. Yeah. Oh my word. I, I used to run so much and I have not ran since my third child, but yeah. you're really selling it to me. You're really Dude. selling it. Dude, I, you know, I've never, and I, as I say, I, like people say like, you know, um, uh, you know, how do you, how do you get, how do you get closer to God or whatever, you know, like, and, and I mean, God, like the universe, like, you know, whatever you want to call it, Allah, God, you know, Jehovah, the universe, whatever you want to call it. And I say, I go running and it's because it's, it's, it's so euphoric because what it does is it, it aligns you with, um, with physical movement. It aligns your mind with being outdoors. You can see like stuff in real mm. life. You're not changed somewhere. You're constantly moving. And if you're not moving forward, you're kind of declining really. So, yeah. you know, practice makes progress and progress goes forward, right? So I'm always wanting to move forward. So running makes me move forward. This is why I always move. So it's like I, the thing I have is I have to talk. I have to move and shit. Yeah. So yeah, so running is great. It's great love for that. spiritual, that. physical, mental. It's awesome. All right. You're selling it. Dude, we'll do it together. I'll hold you accountable. I'll, I'll text you. I'll be like, Kristen, get your ass off the couch. Put down oh the chips or the gosh. popcorn. We're I know. Go I running. did tell you this morning I sat on the couch and I looked at the outside world and I was like, nah. And I, I just stayed <laughs> and, there. And, you know, it's so, and, it, and that's the thing. It's so fulfilling. Like, you know, yeah. and this is another thing. This comes back to training the ADHD. Like when I'm, when I'm, when I'm coaching people, I always say like, oh, I've got no, no, no motivation to do anything. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I know what that feels like. It feels like your feet are made of lead yeah. and you, you're, you feel worthless. Cause you're like, look, I'm not good at anything. I'm not going to sit right. here. I've got no motivation. I'm like, okay, let's just break it down. 
let's have one thing achieved within that day. We're going to get a yeah. list. We're going to get a piece of paper. We're going to write down, today I need to make my bed, right? Yep. So you get out of bed, you make the bed, and you go to the list. You fucking take it off the list, and you go, shit, I've accomplished something. Yep. And by accomplishing just that one, you say, okay, I'm going to put two things on my list tomorrow, right? Yep. And so it's the same with running. Like, I feel, I, sometimes I look outside, I'm like, it's cold. It's like, today it was snowing, right? I told you, it was snowing. It's ice everywhere. I'm like, it's cold as balls. I shouldn't, I should really just, just, I can, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go out running. I'm just, that's it now. I'm going to do it. And then I make it's a good. pack myself. I'm like, I'm like, don't, don't, don't you slack out on it, Dan. You know what I mean? You have to hold yourself accountable. And if you can't hold yourself accountable, like how are you going to do anything in life? Right. So I'm like, damn it. So then I'm like on the run and I'm starting to run. I'm like, this is a stupid idea. And then like a mile in, I'm like, this is great. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> like it just changes like that. It's, it's awesome. That's so good. Okay. Yeah. Tell us some specific characteristics of um, autism. So we've got emotional dysregulation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, hyper fixation on like a special interest. Yes. Troublemaking eye contact often. Yes. 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 Um, trouble understanding social cues. Yes. Am I missing anything? What else? Um, uh, yeah, you, you, you'd be, uh, so they, we have this thing called, um, sensory processing disorder, which comes yeah. with autism, right? And what's really interesting about sensory processing disorder is that you can't get a diagnosis of sensory processing disorder, um, outside or independently of autism, but oh, you can get that. an, yeah, you can get an autism diagnosis independently of sensory processing disorder. Okay. So, but like, so it's, it's like not all fingers are toes and or, or thumbs and all thumbs are fingers or whatever, that kind of thing. So it's kind of like not everybody with um, autism has sensory processing disorder, but everybody with sensory processing disorder definitely has autism, right? Yep. Okay. So it, it's really, it's really interesting. Um, but, but it goes deeper. So sensory processing disorder, but then you have um, executive function, which is yep. basically like, you know, how do you do the washing? Go to fucking go to the store and buy shit, right? Yeah. Like, we yeah. know all about executive function over here. <laughs> um, uh, love of routine. This is super mm. specific for for autistic people. I know everyone loves routine, right? We humans are humans of habit, and routine causes ease of survival because our binary impulse is to procreate and survive. We're a, a race. That's, that's all we do, you know. Um, but it, in autism, it's specifically routine-based comfort because and this is why this is why a lot of people don't know it's like oh yeah autistic people are routines blah, blah, blah. why why do autistic people love routines i'll tell you why because the entire world is so flipping chaotic yeah. you need control of something and how do you get control you control the environment that you exist in and that environment is your routine and that's it that's basically mm-hmm. the simple part of it and so yeah that's that's kind of that's that's what we, i think we covered most of the things in the nutshell what about stimming? I sense that it's probably similar to sensory processing disorder where not everyone with autism stims. Is that true? But everyone who stims has autism? Yes? No? Um, well, you know, well, ADHD I get... ADHDers stim a lot too. So. Yeah. So so stimming, um, actually, stimming, stimming stands for, it's, short, it's a short term. I don't know if you know this, okay. but it's a short term no, for self-stimulatory behavior. Okay. And so this could be restless leg syndrome. You know, people sitting down and they're shaking their legs. I mean, I know neurotypical people who sit down and shake their legs. Mm-hmm. And it's because they have um, a lot of uh, adrenaline go through their body because their their thought process is going like a thousand miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be autistic or, or ADHD to have that, yeah. but you can have that whilst being autistic and ADHD. And so stimming for autism is a reaction or an impulse reaction to uh, either emotionally um, positive or emotionally negative situations. So say you're excited to go to a theme park, autistic people might like, you know, flap their hands or or kind of like stim or rock rockers or forwards and because they're excited because they, uh, they can't regulate that emotion. Again, it comes back to emotional regulation, right? It's a byproduct of that. And then if you're, say you're really sad, see somebody comes over to you like, hey man, you're a dick. You're like, oh shit. Like, it, you know, and then you feel threatened. You'd stim because you, it's comfortable, right? And so, again, you don't know how to deal with that situation. But the thing you do know how to deal with is the, you know, controlling your environment, like I go back to earlier. And so if you can control how you feel and can create create a sensation in your body and mind that you feel safe and okay and, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, self-symmetry behavior is is that key, then that's how stimming happens. Mm -hmm. And so stimming is interesting. Like it, and and, and stimming has changed over the years for me. Like when I was a kid, like, you know, I'd, um, I do a lot of different things. Like, you know, I'd like rock, rock the forwards. Like I, I flick my eyes and stuff like that. And um, I actually shake my eyes quite a bit. That's kind of like mm. a big stim. Uh, not mm. everybody can shake their eyes, but like I do that, which is really weird, right? Uh, my son can do it. He was like, check this out. I was like, holy smokes, I can do it. But my partner, she can't do it either. And so I'm like, you know, in the club. <laughs> but um, but yeah, but now my stims are definitely rocking, rocking backwards and forwards. Um, like I, my legs can't stay still. Um, and uh, my hands uh, will flap sometimes as well and my fingers twitch like this and mm-hmm. so it's kind of like it just evolves because like 
and I don't even know I'm doing it. This is something very interesting. Uh, mm. I, I see a lot of autistic people saying like, oh, I'm going to go and stim. I'm like, dude, how do you, what, what are you talking about? Like, I don't even know I'm doing it until somebody points it out and says like, oh, you did this. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, that the, there's, there's so many like, uh, there's there's so many misconstrued uh, kind of vi- versions of stimming right people say i'm going to do stim dancing it's like what are you talking about dude mm-hmm. you what I, I am very much in favor of doing physical activity to sure. um to uh regulate kind of proprioception and, and get kind of like you know all those things going and, and it's really good for your body but i don't think it's related to stimming right it's just right. really weird people say right. this stuff so but, you know maybe it's just me maybe i don't maybe i don't know everything right and then maybe right. i haven't come across that but this is just my my input on it Hmm. Um, I think um, as an ADHD, a lot of us stim when we're bored. So I'll like chomp my gum. Um, I have like a balance board here, so I'll rock back and forth on my balance board. Like it, but it's a it's almost to keep me engaged in whatever it is that I'm doing. So I, I'm always like chomping on a piece of gum when I'm writing a podcast, or I'm always like laying on the couch and my feet are like just pawing doing, at my husband's yeah. leg and he's like really <laughs> well, it, it's it's the ipad thing i was telling you about right you're you're yeah. you're you're soothing or pacifying uh a in a, a restlessness uh, yeah. or an irritability within the brain and that's exactly it so you, what you're doing is exactly it um and uh so like when i fall asleep to go to sleep and i like i fucking hate sleep sleep is like the dumbest thing ever because it's the most kind of like unused time of your life like you spend most mm. of your life sleeping it's like oh what's the point of that yeah. but like um but like i rub my feet together to go to sleep like i you know so i have to stim yes. to go to sleep and i don't know i'm doing it until i go yes. like dude like <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> and so it's really funny like um yeah it, it's 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 not exclusive to autism but i tell you mm-hmm. something that's that is i think i've never seen it outside of autism and, and Tourette's syndrome is ticking Okay. So, uh, so ticks, um, and I and I thought my ticks were stims initially when I was first starting making videos, but then I realized that they were two different things, right? Because like mm. I was like, oh, and and uh, but because I, I can, because like when I actually I haven't I don't tick that often anymore because I'm on medication, mm-hmm. and so it's really helped with the ticks, which is kind of crazy, and helped with the the, the, the hitting of the head, oh, like self harm and stuff. Really, good. really, like seriously, dude, like Beautiful. yeah, medication is just like amazing. <laughs> Excuse me, even though like. Like I'm each their own. Like somebody's like, I don't yeah. want toxic and stuff in my body. I'm like, yeah, dude, you do you, man. Totally. Give me a hug. You know what I mean? I'm cool about it. But like, <laughs> Give me a hug. for yeah. and for me, for years, I didn't. It was only 2020. Mm. I was like, look, you know, I, I need something. I need. Some oh my help. goodness. And then, um, uh, yeah. Regarding ticks, uh, people with OCD can tick as well. Yes, <laughs> yes, that is true. That is true. Um, and yeah, OCD. So I do have a diagnosis of OCD as well. Uh, mm. Sorry, that was my when I first diagnosed it with Asperger's. It was Asperger's, ADHD, and OCD. Sorry, mm. right? I should have said that at the beginning. Oh, okay. um, and there is a huge difference between Asperger's and repetitive behavior and mm-hmm. OCD because mm-hmm. there's a massive difference. And people always think like, and this is another thing. People think of OCD is like, hey, I've got a clean house. I like to have my shoes no. in line. It's like that's not OCD, dude. Like Mm-mm. you know, my dude. Like seriously, like. I couldn't leave the house sometimes to go to my university classes on time because I'd be so worried that if I didn't do all this stuff, someone's going to die, you know, like, so it's kind of like, you know, having a clean house is one thing, having things put in a certain way in a certain order, how many times is always in threes. It's just crazy. And it was so like crippling, like it it made me sad, you know, Mm -hmm. and I can, I can see why the life expectancy of people on the Austin spectrum kind of like depreciates, you know, because if you're surrounded by that all the time, it's not, it's not good. Yeah. I've had some really tough times. it's yeah, no, that's it's, it's f- that's so hard. That, that have, is the worst. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, no, I was just saying that is the worst part of it. The, the OCD is probably the most I can do. I can deal with anything. I can deal with you know mm-hmm. hitting myself, self harm, trauma. But like OCD makes you almost really like, and it's deep, but it makes you almost want to not exist. Like that's mm-hmm. it. You're like I just rather not. I just rather mm-hmm. not have that pain. It is painful. So I anybody listening who has OCD, you can overcome it. So. Mm-hmm. I would love to have you back to just have a chat about OCD because I have uh, one of my kiddos. Um, I got him evaluated when he was, I don't know, 12-ish. And yeah. I truly thought that we were going to have an autism diagnosis and it instead it was an OCD diagnosis. And as we have treated the OCD, his life has become so much better. Um, the ticks have stopped. He's so less much calmer, way, right? yeah. less less aggressive. The um, compulsion to like uh, hyper focus on his other people's behavior to make everything perfect. I mean, it has just improved so much. So 
yes, anyone with OCD listening, it can for sure improve. And for him, it was a combination of medication and therapy. That's right. And it's there's been some, amazing. some fantastic medication out there yeah. for OCD. Yeah. I haven't been medicated for OCD. I actually use a different approach. Um, mm. <laughs> I went to see a I went to see a, a doctor, um, uh, like a clinician, and I was like, dude, you, know, you need some help with my OCD. And he's like, uh, well, basically, this is my advice. Don't do it and see what happens. I was like, oh, my gosh. That's like cool. the world's worst advice, cool, right? Like, so you know? much. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. So I left the meeting. I was like, that's it. I'm doomed. Um, wow. But, you know, one thing I will say about it, it's living hell. It's kind of, and OCD is something, to, I'll tell you what, OCD is like vines it will just spread and seep into everything wow. and when you feel you have control of it it will just bleed wow. into something else and it, mm. it takes control of your life and it suffocates you it's mm. it's horrible and i never use this word i hate ocd and i never wow. use that word wow wow mm. okay i have um noticed that with a lot of my clients i coach a lot of adults with adhd and I've noticed that about 15 to 20% of them kind of in their introductions or as I get to know them mention that they they believe they have some autism tendencies and like maybe there's some overlap. Um, but a lot of them, some of them have been diagnosed, but a lot of them have not been diagnosed. And I'm curious to hear your perspective. Do you think there's a benefit to seeking an evaluation and and getting a diagnosis of um, autism or is it kind of just like, yeah, if you, if you think you have it, whatever, like, what are your thoughts on, is it worth it to seek an evaluation? Yeah. Well, there's two, there's, you know, I do a lot of videos on this, this question and there's two. Okay. So first of all, ADHD and autism, there's a very fine line between them. They, they're very, very close because mm -hmm. like I said, you know, you, you're, they, they do similar things like, you know, autistic people want to kind of like have very calm monotone talking, but then ADHD wants you to talk really fast and all over the place. Yeah. And so we have very similar, they, they run parallel to each other, almost so close that, you know, and so I think that there's, there's more autistic people than there is ADHD people who just don't know it yet. You know, wow. the, the ADHD people just don't realize it because they're, they're managing very well on their own yeah. they're doing that and the adhd therapy that they do get all the coaching that you get helps mm -hmm. for autism too right mm -hmm. and so i think that um you know and, and i get some of my clients as well like so i so i i'd say like i run courses and memberships and coach people and people ask me like you know, is there a benefit like what what can i get out of an autism diagnosis i say, look what do you need you know mm -hmm. like do you want peace of mind well you'll get it from an autism diagnosis maybe or maybe you won't but it's it, if it, if saying yes or no pleases you then get it mm -hmm. do you need additional support that you can only get if you have it black and white on paper that you have autism then go for that you know like totally. so it's all down to so there is benefits yes <coughs> excuse me but on, on the same wind like there's a bunch of people i know who who would say that they, you know, they're definitely on the autism spectrum, but they won't get a diagnosis. So they're just like, look, I don't need that to prove anything to me because I am who I'm. not going to change my life. I don't want any support. I don't want any help. I'm just going to do me until I die, and that's fine. And so it's kind of like, okay, cool. Um, mm -hmm. You know, for me, it was kind of like, you know, I didn't do it because I was like, hey, I think there's something wrong. You know, there's something wrong here. Like it, it happened. It, like I had a huge meltdown at work, and then that cascaded down. I had to work from home. I had to go for therapy. My therapist wrote to my, my doctor. My doctor referred me to an autism unit, and then I got mm -hmm. a diagnosis. And that's how that's how it happened. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, a lot of people maybe they they know that their kid. You know, they can see it. They watch my videos, or you know, whatever, and they go, "Oh, the kid's definitely an autism spectrum, and I really need to get them into this uh, therapy." You know, or 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 the school, or whatever. How do I do it? And I say, well, what, what's the requirements? He said, well, it needs to, they at least, at, at least need a diagnosis. I'm like, well, there yeah. you go. That's your first point yeah. of call. This is why we're trying to make the autism diagnosis process accessible for everybody, no matter so where you are beautiful. in the world. Yeah, do you know what? Beautiful. I'll tell you something else we're going to do is we're actually going to, we're doing like a uh, like a scholarship fund where where every month we're going to be able to uh, pay for someone who is on the bones of their ass to get the diagnosis. So say you're a mom and you're broke and you're like, look, I'd love to, but I don't have like 900 bucks. And we'll be like, right. we'll do it. We'll do it for you. You know what I mean? So that's like, that's what we're going to do. I, I, honestly, my overall goal, you're going to love this. My overall goal is, and this is, this is my world goal. I'm going to become a billionaire, right? And uh, I am going to buy out the American healthcare system and oh implement social care. Like that's it. 
That's my goal. I want to give I want to give free health or, or universal healthcare to everybody in America because mm-hmm. it's the fuck you, you're in a scam. You're, it's they're scamming mm-hmm. you out of stuff. They're selling you stuff you don't even need, and they're way overcharging for it. I mm-hmm. mean, even if you go down to Guantanamo Bay and go across to, into Cuba and and get some healthcare there because it's universal, right? Um, you, you know, you for an inhaler for asthma it costs you like fifteen cents in America, twenty five dollars. It's like mm-hmm. what? Like it's the same product. Who the mm-hmm. who's putting that tax on top of it? Oh Horrible. my word! Oh my yeah. word! I am so excited about the work that you're doing, and um, I'm just—I don't ever want to stop chatting. So let's just <laughs> I'm sorry, see. I just feel like I've been talking at you no, for like an hour. It's amazing. I love it so much. So your YouTube channel is an amazing resource, and I'm curious. Like, do you have any other resources that you recommend? We'll definitely link your YouTube. I know you have. Um, a I book have every that we social- can link to. You have everything. So every social media platform you can go on. It's the same name at the Aspie World. So it's just you know T H E A S P I E W O R L D. So it's just at the Aspie World. And yeah, but like I put, I literally I put videos every single day on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Like every single day, dude. Dude, I'm doing two videos a day on YouTube. I am so in awe. Um, I am scared to. Uh, break into YouTube in any sort of way. And the fact that you're putting two videos out a day is just, it's so impressive. Dude, I was putting four videos out a day on Facebook. Oh, so you've really paired, you've, you've really paired back. <laughs> yeah, no, I have, I've kind of gone from four to two, you know, but like oh my that, gosh. YouTube is like, we have such an advantage now mm-hmm. uh, with, with social media and the land grab is there for the taking. If everybody's, if you want to work hard to do it, it is achievable. There's nothing yeah. stopping you, right? Yeah. Like I started with zero subscribers. I have 223,000 yeah. subscribers plus right now, right? I'm going up uh, five and a half thousand subscribers every 28 days, right? Oh, it's so good. And I do that so because good. I fucking worked hard. I never paid a single yeah. person to advertise. I never paid an yeah. agency. I did it all on my own. And I have my own in-house staff, right? And I teach so them. I actually coach businesses on how to optimize their channels That's for amazing. YouTube growth. And so anyone could do it. And do you know how I did it? Sat down every single day until three o'clock in the morning, learning how the hell it worked. Every single day. You put the work in, you get it out. Thermodynamics, dude. Like energy in versus energy out. Like Mm -hmm. put it in, you get it out. It's just how it works. It's amazing. Daniel, thank you so much for being here. I have loved chatting with you. I love the spiciness. I'm here for (laughs) all of it. I just appreciate your time and everything that you um, have shared. I just, I know my listeners are really going to get so much out of it. So I appreciate you. Yeah, dude. Honestly, if anybody wants to talk to me, you can just email me. If any any of your listeners has any questions or anything I'm doing or want to ask me a question, I always message everybody back. So you can email me, theaspieworld at gmail.com. So yeah, just let me know. Honestly, dude. Because like, you know how many YouTubers don't message people back? Ridiculous. Mm. No matter how busy you are, I'm like, dude, these people need help. Like, you know what Mm. I mean? Who am I to take that away from them? It's ridiculous. Beautiful. Daniel, thank you so much for being here. Hey, ADHDer, I see you. I know exactly what it's like to feel lost, confused, frustrated, and like no one out there really understands the way that your brain works. That's why I created Focus. Focused is my monthly coaching program where I lead you through a step-by-step process of understanding yourself, feeling better, and creating the life that you know you're meant for. You'll study, be coached, grow, and make amazing changes alongside of other educated professional adults with ADHD from all over the world. Visit IHaveADHD.com slash focused to learn more.